everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we hear from all types of fascinating tango professionals. We hear about their experiences, their insights, and through that, we figure out ways to improve our own tango. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in. If it's your first time finding us, thanks for being here. And please take a moment to check out our previous episodes. You will no doubt find answers to many of your tango questions. To help keep the podcast going, I'm also accepting donations through PayPal. There's a link in the description and also one on the podcast website. Thanks for your support. My guest today has been teaching and performing tango for over 20 years. He has earned a number of international awards and prizes and has received worldwide recognition for his dedication to developing tango workshops and events outside of Argentina. He has performed at a number of prestigious tango institutions such as the Argentine Academy of Tango, Cambalache International Tango Festival, Caminito Tango Show, Club Sunderland, and many others. He has given classes, seminars, and performances in multiple countries such as Turkey, Holland, Germany, Italy, and Latvia. In 2013, he relocated to Los Angeles, California, where he continues to teach and perform. So today we're going to meet Daniel Arias, who will be joining us with his wife, Laura Mingo. Unfortunately, my Spanish is a little rusty today, so I'm very grateful for Laura's assistance in translating for Danielle. Laura is a very well-known tango organizer in the LA area, as well as a photographer. All right, and with me now is Daniel Arias and his wife, Laura. So, both of you, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's great to, it's great to have you on the show. Wonderful, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, Daniel, how did you fall in love with tango? Wow. You have time? <laughs> Very good question. Uh, yo pienso que lo que me cautivó del tango fue el abrazo. I think what, what captivated me with tango was the embrace. Mm. El abrazo del tango. Quizás por una cuestión de necesidad, de ese afecto de del abrazo. Might have been because of a need for affection, you know, a need for that embrace. Y luego continuó con la música y la danza en sí. And then it, it continued and it evolved into, you know, the music, the dance. Mm -hmm. And Laura, how about you? Uh, are you also a tango lover? I'm a tango lover. I'm a tango, you know, I dance not professionally mm -hmm. uh, and I'm a tango organizer. Oh, wonderful. How, how did you fall in love with tango? Uh, through my parents. They were, you know, they were tango dancers, amateur, but they, mm -hmm. they were very into it. And um, first I didn't like it because, you know, I was more into rock and stuff. But then mm -hmm. when I came to the U.S., um, missing Argentina, that's how I kind of went back to it. Okay, nice, nice. All right, so another question for, for Daniel and maybe later on for you as well, Laura. So uh, how was, uh, what was your very first tango lesson like, Daniel? Tenía una amiga que me dijo, ¿me puedes acompañar a un lugar? Y yo no sabía de qué se trataba. Y era una clase de tango. Esa fue mi primera impresión, pero después no continué porque era justo el curso se terminó en un mes. That was my first experience. It was just a one-month course, and mm -hmm. I didn't continue. Mm. 
Después eh, la vida continuó por otros rumbos. Then uh, life took me, you know, other ways, other routes. Sí, me casé, tuve dos hijos. I got married, I had two kids. Mm -hmm. Después de un divor del divorcio, uh, then I got divorced. Iba caminando por la calle y vi un cartel que decía clases de tango. One day I was walking down the street and I saw this uh, sign up and it said tango classes. Tenía años. I was 32. Hace muy Just a few months ago. <laughs> y nunca más me separé de él. And I never left tango. Oh, wow. Yeah, so eventually, Daniel, you uh, started teaching. That's not something that a lot of us tango lovers do. So how did you start uh, teaching tango? Yes. Tenía algunos años bailando. I have been dancing for a number of years. Mm -hmm. en, yo comencé en la, en la provincia, en Junín, Buenos Aires. I started not in, in the capital in, in Buenos Aires, but in the province of Buenos Aires, in this city called Junín. Sí, con Vanessa Senar. With a lady called Vanessa Senar. Sí. Mm. Y, y después de unos años, After a few years, me mudé a otra provincia. I moved uh, to the north uh, west, another province in, in Argentina. Sa San Luis. It's San Luis. Mm -hmm. Y yo por mi trabajo. Because of work, other, you know, other work. Sí, y como... Hay un dicho en Argentina que dice eh, en el país de los tuertos un ciego rey. And there's a saying, you know, it's in Argentina but also in the world that says in the land of the blind, blind the one-eyed man is king. Mm -hmm. <laughs> y como no había mucho tango en la ciudad, there wasn't much tango in this province. Sí, los, las amigas y amigos me pedían que les enseñara lo que sabía. So my friends there started asking, you teach us what you know. Mm. Y ahí me empezó a sentir que me, que me apasionaba enseñar. And I felt, you know, I became passionate about uh, teaching. Mm. Sí, así comencé. Seguía tomando clases, por supuesto. Of course, I kept taking classes. Pero enseñaba ese estilo que no era común tampoco en San Luis. And I started teaching this uh, style, which was not very common, you know, in, in San Luis. Porque había, estaba muy de moda el tango nuevo. Tango nuevo was kind of fashion, in fashion at that time. Oh, okay. Y yo bailaba más a barros cerrados. And I danced uh, close embrace. Mm -hmm. Is it what the, the milonguero style? Yo pensaba que era milonguero style, pero sí. con el tiempo me di cuenta que, que no, pero claro, eso fue la experiencia que me fue dando, pero... I thought at first that that's what I was teaching, milonguero style, then mm. later on I it wasn't exactly that, but mm. you know, that's how I, you know, that's the route that I started taking. Okay. Yeah, so Daniel, uh, do you remember your very first dance at a milonga, and what was that like? Tenía un mes de empezar a bailar. I had been dancing for one month. Y como yo, yo trabajaba en ventas, siempre tenía trajes y camisas y corbatas para vestir. And I was working back back at that time. I was working in sales, so you know, I always had to, you know, I had, you know, shirts and ties and jackets, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Y fui con esa ropa, la milonga. So I put on those clothes and I went to the milonga. Y la gente pensaba que yo era un doctor, un maestro. And as I walked in, people thought that I was a teacher, you oh. know. <laughs> y se acercaban a hablar conmigo. Y... So they would come up to talk to me. Y una, una muy buena bailarina se acercó y me invitó a bailar. And a very good, you know, female dancer, she came up to me and she asked me to dance. 
Nunca se olvidó de mí esta noche, seguro. And she never forgot about me. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Laura, how about you? Do you remember your very first dance at a milonga? Yes, I remember my very first dance at a milonga, and I remember the, the man I danced with, who I, you know, now I dance regularly with. I had been studying tango for about a week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you go, you can go, you need to go. I went and he asked me to dance and I was shaking so hard that he asked me if I was doing okay or if I was feeling ill. Oh my goodness. <laughs> horrible. I said, it's my first time dancing. And he said, okay, okay. And he you know, walked me around the room literally. And then he said, you know what? Come and see me in six months. And he didn't ask me to dance for six months. And I was so mortified. Oh, and then, he, you know, he fulfilled his promise and he asked me again and then it was a different story and now we're good friends <laughs> oh good <laughs> that's great okay so i want to maybe change gears a little bit to um to turning points in our learning so danielle what's some really good advice that you've gotten from some of your own teachers bueno primero quiero decir que amil me enseñó mucho la noche porteña la milonga en sí First, I want to say something interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I got a lot of, you know, the, the nighttime, the nighttime and the, the night of Buenos Aires taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. If somebody asked me, who was your best teacher? Mm -hmm. I would say the milongas. Cada mujer y Each lady I embraced. Y vivir esa experiencia. Each experience I had. De, de, de aún no hablar el mismo idioma, comunicarnos corporalmente. Even you see, uh, if we didn't speak the same language, you know, we, we connected another way, you know. Entonces, el, mi aprendizaje, el mejor consejo que recibí de la, del mundo del tango. The best advice I got from the world of tango. Es esto del respeto hacia el otro. Respecting the other person. En la persona que tengo en mis brazos the person that is in my arms, y las personas que bailan a mi alrededor. I must respect and I also must respect the people that dance around me. Mm. And how about you, Laura? The best advice I got from my one of my teachers and friends, Stella Baez. Mm -hmm. She said, your access is your best friend. Mm -hmm. If you have your access, you have everything. And that changed my dance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point because we don't really, we're, always, we're so busy, you know, trying to move, move, move when we're beginners. But then, like you said, but keeping that access, keeping that balance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, so important. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, question first for Danielle, then to Laura. So, what was a bad tango habit you used to have and how did you uh, resolve it? Sí, marcar, marcar ochos. Leading ochos. Ah. <risa> lo resolví con una, un buen consejo que me dio una maestra, Alicia Pons. Que ella dijo que cuando le cambiamos el peso de la mujer, she said when we change, change the followers weight, pensemos que ese eje son como las bisagras de una puerta. Think that her axis that's like the um, hinges on a door. Mm -hmm. Uno abre la puerta respetando esa, esa línea de las tres bisagras. You need to open that door while leading an ocho, respecting, thinking that the person has three hinges. Mm -hmm. Entonces, 
Así cuando yo termino de abrir la puerta para poder pasar o salir, así le marco el pivot a la mujer, That's how I need to lead the pivot. respetando su, su eje, Taking into account her access. y luego invitándole a hacer el paso. And then inviting her to do, to take the step. Y ella tiene mucho más espacio para pivotear y hacer su movimiento. Y siempre digo que el 8 es el primer adorno que aprende la mujer prácticamente. Y entonces eh, tenemos que aprender a hacerlo muy bien. Nice, nice. Yeah, I like the hinges of the door. I like that. I like that thought. How about you, Laura? My my worst habit, mm-hmm. I think, was um, anticipating. Ah, okay. Because I was too anxious trying to guess what the person was doing. Mm-hmm. And finally, I said, what? This is really not working out for me because all I'm doing is instead of enjoying the dance, I'm just waiting for the next step. And so this has become a mechanical thing. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, you know what? I'm done. Uh, let's see what happens here. <laughs> and I started trying to feel more rather than to think, mm-hmm. you know. I think that was the main thing. And I think it was out of almost anxiety, you know, like anticipating out of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, okay, what, what, what's coming next? But I think then when you come more into your dance, you start relaxing a bit more mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just sort of enjoying every moment instead of trying to worry about what's going to happen next. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Danielle, uh, what are some good ways for advanced students to help beginners? Bueno, algo que, que a mí me ayudó muchísimo, tuve una, cuando recién comenzaba, los primeros años. Something that helped me very much when I was first starting, you know, my first years. Mm-hmm. Era bailar con, con todas las mujeres que estaban sentadas sin bailar was dancing with, with all the ladies that were sitting, that were not dancing. Tenía dos beneficios. That had two benefits. Ellas me amaban. They loved me. <laughs> Nadie la bailaba. Because nobody was dancing with them. Y yo aprendía a marcar mejor. And I learned to, to lead better. Mm. Yo creo que nunca tenemos que olvidarnos cuando comenzamos a bailar. We should never forget when we first started dancing. Mm-hmm. We always want to dance with the people that dance, you know, the best. Pero, But creo que tenemos que ayudar a la comunidad a avanzar. We, we have to help the community to get better, to advance. Mm-hmm. And we, want, we need to give them that which we wanted when we first started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Laura, as an organizer, you must have some really great thoughts on this as well. So I'm going to have the same question for you. In your opinion, what are some good ways for advanced students to help beginners? You know, I, I will have to agree with Daniel. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot when people, you know, start dancing, there's a lot of people that help them. Mm-hmm. And then when they get better, suddenly there's a change, there's a shift. Mm-hmm. And then that help them get discarded mm. and I think that's fair you know because those people were there when nobody wanted to dance with these people yeah. you know I think it's nice to give back one thing that I do notice in tango and I see it from the organizer point of view there, there tends to be a lot of attitude when okay. we 
for me, tango is a dance of, like what Daniel said, of respect and of sharing. Mm-hmm. And I find it uh, sad even that, you know, the moment you get a little bit better, you become, you know, there's some, you know, some people get airs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I find it's very sad because tango is not about that. Tango is not about showing off. Tango is about sharing with another person, no matter who the person is. Yeah. You know, that's my advice. I would say, you know, try and be more inclusive. Try and share. Of course, you don't want to be, you know, you go to a milonga, you want to enjoy. You don't want to be the person, okay, I have to dance all the beginners. But you know what? Do one or two dances. Yeah. Give him back. You know, give him back. And then just enjoy the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, our beginners, they are the future of our community. Exactly. <laughs> community becomes stale, you know? Yeah. There's, there, have, you know there, there have been people that actually have left the community because of that, because they don't feel welcome. And that's very sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because just reaching out to beginners that, that yes. you know, you never know who you're going to help. And then you never know what they will grow into. and exactly all right so danielle over the years what have you learned from your own students I, yo sigo aprendiendo. well i'm still learning mm-hmm. i love the process of transformation de las razones por las cuales quieren aprender. También me gusta. i love to learn the reasons why they decided to learn tango mm. Entonces puedo, me gusta aprender, me gusta ver ese proceso que ellos van aprendiendo a comunicarse con el cuerpo. I learn to see the journey and I learned, I, I love to see how they learn to start communicating with their bodies. Cómo pueden transformar esa música en movimiento. How they start transforming the music into movement. How they discover. Y, y ver ver esa emoción de, de cuando enti- entienden esa and, and, and how, how the, I, lo- I enjoy the emotion uh, in their faces when they get something you know mm-hmm. yes yeah that's just a wonderful wonderful feeling <laughs> so uh, maybe a question for both of you we'll start with uh, we'll start with Danielle and we'll move on to you Laura so what advice would you have for students who are thinking of going to Buenos Aires for the first time to study tango que elijan bien las milongas Choose wisely which milongas you're going to attend. And try to live the social aspect of the tango. Don't go just to a teacher, just to learn steps. Steps that then later on you might not even be able to use at a milonga. Cuando, cuando van a, a, a las milongas y viven ese baile social, después se van a dar cuenta qué es el movimiento que van a poder aprender y perfeccionar. Para el, el, el aprendizaje más caro es el, el aprender un paso que nunca van a poder aplicar. For me, the most uh, expensive kind of learning is to go and learn a step that you then you will never be able to use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you, Laura? What I would say, to, you mean to a person that goes to Buenos Aires, right? Yeah. What yeah. I would say would be, well, enjoy yourself, first of all. And 
<laughs> and yeah. then I would say, remember that tango is not just a dance in Argentina. So uh, soak yourself, you know, up in tango everywhere. You know, and when you get in a cab and you strike up a conversation with a cab driver, which happened to me, and he turns out to be a bandoneon player. Really? And wow. Wonderful orchestra. Yeah, absolutely. You know, people live tango. And there are a lot of people in Argentina, believe it or not, most of the population in Argentina, they don't dance tango. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows and respects tango. Not everybody dances tango, even if there are 50, 55 milongas a night in Argentina, believe it or not. So I would say go and try and see it from that perspective, mm -hmm. you know, and sit down and just watch people because that is the best way to learn. Mm -hmm. You know, even maestros have learned just from watching. Mm -hmm. That's what I to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then perhaps maybe for someone who's only taken lessons in the United States and go, have only attended milongas here in the United States, um, what would they expect to see at a milonga in Buenos Aires? Like the differences or just to prepare them? Bueno, siempre, repito, depende de la milonga que vayan. Mm -hmm. It depends on what milongas they go to. You know, there's different types there. Pero... Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Esta comunicación del cabeceo. But remember, you know, communication through cabeceo. Mm -hmm. De la, la navegación. Navigation. Mm -hmm. Es tan importante esto. That's so important. Mm -hmm. Todo depende de quién fue su maestro aquí, ¿verdad? Well, it all, it all depends also who you uh, learned here with, you know, mm -hmm. who your teacher was here. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, so Daniel, how do you keep challenging yourself? Cada, cada clase para mí es un desafío. Every class I teach is a challenge. Cuando mis alumnos me hacen preguntas. When my, when my students ask me questions. Porque cada alumno es diferente. Each student is different. Diferente eh, preparación física. They have, you know, physically they're different, you know, uh, their, their, their stamina, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Diferente Different propósito para aprender el tango. People have different reasons why they want to learn tango. Mm -hmm. Entonces, para mí cuando me enfrento a una a una clase y, y trato de estudiar sus necesidades. For me, the challenge is, you know, like when I start a class and I try to, okay, let me see what are the needs of this particular person. Mm -hmm. Eso es un enorme desafío para That's Challenge. Because I want to give the best of me and try to find the tools para que proceso, ¿no? for them to continue the process themselves. And to help each student find what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Yo amo. I love teaching. Sí. Good. How about you, Laura? How do you keep challenging yourself with this dance? How I keep challenging myself in this dance. Every time, well, <laughs> the challenge for me is to keep going. Mm -hmm. Because this is an organizer, I have to confess, I get very annoyed. <laughs> uh, and, you know, for me, the challenge is to, to try and go to a milonga as a regular person and not as an organizer. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, the challenge is to, you know, keep sitting in my seat when I see somebody being disrespectful to another person and, you know, like, because, you know, my natural instinct is to just intervene, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I had done several times. Uh, so that's the challenge for me, to kind of keep quiet sometimes. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. You know, and for me, it's like, okay, I'm done. That's it. That's it. That's it. Now, now this is it. And then, of course, the next is, oh, let's go to Minogue. Oh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's yeah. my thing. Yeah. 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 Actually, I have a specific uh, organizer question for you, Laura. Uh, you know how promotion and advertising is, is such a challenge for for people, regardless of what size community they live in. Um, what what are some promotional strategies? I'm just out of curiosity that have worked well for you personally. What works well for me? Um, okay, you know it's what works well for me is being pushy. You know, I see sometimes some things are some organizations are extremely pushy. For me, it's like. This is what I offer for you. And this is what I think is great for you. And if you don't want to do it, it's fine. You know, and I only will, you know, like, especially for um, workshops and things like that, I put them out there and I will, you know, round the clock, of course, advertise. But I don't do sometimes, like, you know, if you don't do this, if you don't take classes with this teacher or that teacher, it's like, oh, it's going to be an absolute disaster. I think less is more mm-hmm. in that um because sometimes i get people coming to me and saying laura you know like this person is you know texting me to take class with this person i don't want to and i said well you shouldn't have to Mm -hmm. you know well but i feel i need to support no supporting is something else Mm -hmm. you know supporting is something else and i would not want somebody to come to my events just because they feel pressured to do so i want them to come because they really want to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's no that's great no that's great i mean i love to to hear what what organizers how they how they feel about this and it's good for our listeners to know too to i'm sure a lot of people will really appreciate that answer that's great yeah yeah Yeah. all right so danielle so even though you've had so much experience and you've accomplished so much with with tango there's always something new to learn and as you said you were you're still learning yourself. So what's something new that you've learned recently, maybe in the past few months or, or years? A mí me, me, me encanta la, la improvisación. I love improvisation. Mm-hmm. Y siempre, y bueno, esto más o menos eh, es la respuesta a, otra, a la otra pregunta de qué aprendo de mis alumnos. And you know, and this also maybe ties back to that question, what, what do I learn from my um, Y aprendo a crear junto con mis alumnos. I learned to create together with my students. Sí. Cuando hago una propuesta de un movimiento con la música. You know, where, like they say, I propose something with the music and, you know, in class. Y luego dejo el desafío a mis alumnos que ellos continúen. And then I challenge my students to continue. Entonces, eh, siempre aprendemos juntos con and mis alumnos. In something, you know, and we always learn together with them, you know, mm-hmm. creating. Entonces, eh, si la última memoria que tengo es saber que un alumno me haga una, una continuación de un movimiento que me ha encantado. You know, the one thing that just comes to mind right now is like, um, you know, in class, the student, you know, I proposed something and the student continued and finished the movement with some, uh, you know, sequence that I loved, mm-hmm. you know. Y también aprender a, 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 a descubrir cosas de una, de una música, descubrir arreglos musicales o, o, o una frase que, que me inspira cuando me pongo a, a detenerme a trabajar en una canción. And I've been, I've been uh, also learning to, um, one of the things I learned, I kind of tend to focus now 
on certain musical arrangements, you know, mm -hmm. certain parts of the song. And I try to focus on that and work on that and see, okay, what this, not the whole song as a whole, but a little piece of the song. Okay, what does this little part inspires me to do? I love, um, I've, I've been loving discovering and learning through parts of the music. Mm -hmm. Nice. How about you, Laura? What's something new that you've learned recently? Oh, something <laughs> new that I've learned recently. Not to speak up. <laughs> <laughs> Not to speak up? Yeah, well, as an organizer, as a dancer. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, I've been trying to work on that. This is just more technical. You know, okay. I've been trying to more on my dissociation disassociation mm -hmm. which i always i love because it's a wonderful you know dancing with you know danny is a close embrace style uh, dancer which is a style that i love mm -hmm. but that involves constant disassociation and sometimes i forget to do that you yeah. know yeah I've been, I've been uh lately i've been focusing on okay let me try and disassociate more and then when i do that it's almost magical the dance is more magical because mm -hmm. i have anything that i want that's that that's what i have learned lately yeah um i've been lately i've been trying to rework on that yeah on that concept yeah 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 i mean it's funny we, we learned that but then a lot of times we that's one of the elements we, we tend to forget very easily and exactly. yeah and like you yeah. i'm constantly rediscovering the disassociation so it's funny because you said like something recently learned well this has been years but i keep forgetting about that mm -hmm. and part of the dance yeah yeah absolutely so and every time someone yeah like you know when like you said when you when you get it and then i'm sure daniel notices in his students when they get it it's or when they re remember it again it like you said it's magical it makes a huge difference yeah yeah it is, it is. <laughs> okay so daniel where do we find out more about you online um, daniel arias tango mm -hmm. DanielAriasTango.com okay. It's all the same, Daniel yeah. Arias Tango. Okay, yeah. Yeah. great, great. How about you, Laura, with your events and your organizing? Where do we find out about you online? Well, you know, we have one event on Sundays. It's called La Milonguita. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's the page, it's called La Milonguita on Facebook, and there you can find all the information. Okay. And if not, my personal page, I post a lot of uh, the events that I do, which, you know, my personal page is just Laura Mingo. And then for photography, you know, because I do tango photography. Oh, great. Yeah, you can go to Mingotography on uh, on Facebook. Okay, great, great. All, all the pictures that I take are posted there. So probably if you go to La Milonguita, you will find everything. Okay, great. And then your Facebook page is Laura Mingo? Laura Mingo, Okay, yes. great. All right. Well, thank you both so much for your time. I, I know you're both extremely busy, but it really means a lot that you took some time to speak to me. And I uh, think that the listening audience will really appreciate what you have to say. Thank you, Joy. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thanks yeah. so much. For yeah. 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 Thank you. It was great speaking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Bueno, hasta luego. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Okay. That was fun. You know, despite all his amazing accomplishments, it's great that Daniel remains down to earth and still sees himself as a student of tango. I really liked how Daniel and Laura emphasized tango as a dance of respect, 
how for Daniel, the greatest lesson he learned was to respect every partner, to get something out of every embrace and to find a way to connect even if he didn't speak the same language as his partner. And it's also important to mention Daniel's reminder that we're not just dancing with the person, we're also dancing with the other people in the room. Although he's had many instructors, I like what Daniel said about experience itself being a good teacher. How every night at a milonga taught him something, whether it be a moment with a partner or the atmosphere of the milonga itself. I also really like what Laura shared about her learning experiences, especially about the importance of not anticipating as a follower. Anticipation often happens when we think too much or try too hard to be a good dancer, but doing so robs us of enjoying the dance and enjoying the moment and the very reasons why we're at the Milonga in the first place. And those elements of being in the moment and enjoying ourselves are key ingredients to becoming the good tango dancer that we want to be. And I really like both of their thoughts on helping beginners and fostering a positive dance community. That as experienced dancers, we should give beginners what we wanted or would have wanted while we were first starting out. So thank you again, Daniel and Laura, for sharing your insights and for your time. And a big thanks to Laura for translating. It was really fun talking to both of you. And of course, thanks to all you listeners for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please take a quick moment to subscribe and please leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't already. That helps out a lot. Okay, that's it for today. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon.